Hey everyone, it's Jeannie. Pistol packing Mountain Mama Health Nut. Yep, I've been called all three. Welcome to today's episode. Today in the All Things Health segment, I'm going to share how you can prevent inheriting certain health issues from your parents or ancestors. It's not as hard as you think. And as promised, I'm going to give you two more weight loss, weight success tips from my top program. So I'm excited about that. And keep listening to my second segment I call Mountain Adventures. I share a story about being able to see a rare colored fox and also how I have to coexist with wild turkeys, whether I like it or not. So let's get started. We've all been asked to fill out questionnaires at the doctor's office, right? You get questions like, did your mother or father have heart disease or cancer? This gives them an idea if you are more likely to get the disease by inheriting the genes that cause it. And you'll hear statements like, my dad had diabetes, so I'll probably get it, or my grandma or my mom both had cancer, so I'm more likely to get it. But what if I told you that you can stop these bad genes that you may have inherited from affecting you? Yep, it's possible. And it's a concept called epigenetics, and it's so exciting. Let's go back to high school biology for just a little bit. But I don't want to get too detailed because it can get pretty complex, so I'll just stick to the basics, or I'll try to. Genetics is the study of genes and heredity. It shows how certain qualities are passed from the parents to the child. Your body is made up of about 37 trillion cells. But let's just talk about one cell for a minute, because I want to keep it simple so you can understand. So here's a way you can visualize a cell. Now most of you have had a Tootsie Pop, right? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? So let's think of the Tootsie Pop as a cell. There's an outer layer, the hard candy, and then there's a center, the chocolate. Now there's so much going on between the hard candy and the chocolate, but let's just talk about the center, the chocolate, for a little bit. The center of the cell is called the nucleus, and in the nucleus is where you find your chromosomes. Each chromosome looks like a twisted ladder. Imagine a ladder sitting in the middle of the chocolate. Now this ladder twists like a corkscrew, and one side of the ladder has 23 chromosomes, and the other side of the ladder has 23 chromosomes, making you have 46 chromosomes altogether. On the rungs of the ladder is what's called DNA that carries the genetic information. And within the DNA, there are genes that determine what our traits are, like blue eyes versus brown or tall versus short. In fact, every human has between 20,000 and 25,000 genes. Half you get from your mother and half you get from your father. A genome is made up of all three of these components, DNA, genes, and chromosomes. The genome determines how your body will develop before birth. It directs how you will grow, look, and age. And it will determine how cells, tissues, and organs of the body work, including times when they may not work as they should. So let's talk more about genes. These genes can be thought of as a switch, like a light switch, that turns on or off different processes in the body. Certain genes turning on and off, which determine different health outcomes, is called epigenetics. And according to an article in Britannica, there is such a thing as epigenetic inheritance. And this is where you can inherit certain genes that cause diseases. Epigenetics has been around since like the 1940s, but just recently, maybe the last six or seven years, it's been studied extensively to unravel the mystery as to why you inherit diseases. According to PubMed Central, Cancer is the most widely studied, but there's other diseases that are studied as well, like metabolic disorders, autism, inflammation, 
associated diseases like lung injury, autoimmune disease, asthma, and type 2 diabetes. According to Hopkins Medicine, although every cell has a complete set of genes, only some of the genes are, are used or expressed, and genes can be switched on or off sometimes at the wrong time. And in an article by Medical News Today called Epigenetics, Are We in a New Era of Cancer Research?, they stated that one possibility is the DNA is all tangled up and it can't be accessed and so it's turned off. And if it's untangled, then the gene can be expressed. What causes a gene to turn on or off? There are several reasons. One is a poor diet, inactive lifestyle, restless sleep, pollution, and stress. Don't we all have one or more of these in our life? How can we maintain proper epigenetics in our bodies so we can prevent getting certain diseases that our parents had? I, for one, am concerned about getting type 2 diabetes since both of my parents struggled with it later in their lives. Now, one way is through eating phytonutrients. Phytonutrients are found in different vegetables, fruits, herbs, and other antioxidant foods, and it's that simple. This is why I always suggest eating an array of different fruits and vegetables to get all of the different colors in. Some examples of foods that are high in phytonutrients are blueberries, avocados, spinach, kale, broccoli, beets, cherries, cantaloupe, and grapes. You can find a complete list online. The hard part is getting these into your diet consistently, but this really is a simple fix. Every day, strive to eat a clean diet and always, always have fruit and vegetables. That's it. By doing this, you can possibly prevent inheriting certain diseases from your parents. Now, how exciting is that? Now, what if you can't get enough phytonutrients, or maybe you're confused about what foods to eat and how much it takes to not get these diseases? This is where supplements come in. And if you're on a high-quality vitamin-mineral supplement and you feel great, and you know for a fact that you're getting the extra nutrients, like especially the phytonutrients you need, then I advise you to keep taking them faithfully every day. If not, then I encourage you to try products from 3 International. First of all, they come from Whole Foods, and then second, I personally use their products because they are high, high quality supplements and I feel so good physically. And I have some exciting news about them to share with you. Three International's Chief Scientist Dr. Dan Gubler and his team performed an extensive clinical study to determine if science-based nutritional supplements containing a range of phytonutrients in highly bioavailable delivery forms could maintain key genes or epigenetics in supporting human health. They tested eight different genes that are responsible for energy levels in the body, inflammation, antioxidant status, cellular function, brain health, blood sugar and blood insulin levels, and ATP production within the cell. And what they found is that four of the six products offered by three international tested to have a positive impact on regulating or suppressing gene functions in supportive desired health outcomes. And the four products are Vitalite, Revive, Eternal, and Collagen. So these products, because of the phytonutrients and delivery systems, can turn off bad genes and turn on good genes. These products tested positive for seven out of the eight genes tested. And I have mentioned all of these products in previous episodes. For me personally, Vitalite, which is the vitamin mineral supplement, is my favorite. And I encourage you to check all of these out on my website, genieolson.iii.earth. And then check the show notes to see how you can purchase them at the wholesale price. I'm so passionate about these products that I feel everyone should take them. 
And then if you'd like a copy of the clinical trial, just shoot me an email and I'll send you the link. Okay, now on to the two top weight loss weight success tips. Top tip number 11 is proteins. Proteins and their benefits are gaining popularity in the health world. A normal diet should consist of between 35 to 50 grams of protein per day. But with the new popularity of the keto diet, the numbers are higher, up to 75 grams a day for females and 91 grams a day for males. Now protein is an important part of your diet. It helps with muscle repair and growth, helps maintain healthy skin, hair, nails, bones, internal organs, helps to create important hormones and enzymes, and helps make weight control easier by helping you to feel less hungry. How do you know for sure how much you're getting daily besides weighing or measuring the amount you need? I personally don't want to do that. Now many diets use this rule of thumb, and that is one serving of protein is the size of the palm of your hand. Now naturally men have bigger hands and require more protein than females. The key is to make sure to have proteins with every meal. For breakfast that might be two eggs or, or even a six to eight ounce steak. If you like steak and eggs for breakfast, it might be one egg and a six-ounce steak. For lunch, you could have cottage cheese, maybe on lettuce with fruit, and for dinner, have grilled chicken. Years ago, there was always a caution to make sure to eat lean meat, lean beef, lean chicken, and, and still today, some people feel that's true. According to Dr. Paul Merrick from Frontline Critical Care Alliance, he has stated that research is coming out that it doesn't matter if the meat is lean or it has fat on it. He's saying that all kinds of fat are healthy for you. So we'll see what the research comes up with on that. So for right now, I would pick proteins that you enjoy. And if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, then pick plant-based proteins. Just to make sure you're getting the protein in. Okay, the top tip number 12 is exercise. How you knew this one was coming. Our bodies are designed to move, and for weight loss and to just make all of your systems in your body work better, exercise is essential. And exercise is important, like I mentioned earlier, to prevent inheriting diseases from our parents. To actually lose weight, you have to burn more calories than you consume. Many people don't enjoy exercise at all, and others love it. A lot of you want to exercise, but you're not sure how to incorporate it into your busy schedule. And then the other problem is what kind of exercises should you do? How long should you exercise and how many days a week? The old saying is if you want to look good in your jeans, five days a week. And if you want to look good in a swimming suit, six days a week. And I actually say you should be active every day, but exercising for weight loss should be at least five days a week. Today I'm just going to talk about cardio. Something that gets you moving. Something that gets your heart rate up. That is how you burn more calories. Strength training is important too, but I'll save that for another episode. For cardio, choose something you like to do or maybe something you've always wanted to try. My first go-to is walking. Not slow walking, but actually getting out and moving. And running is a great way too. I love to run. But besides those two ways of getting cardio in, what could you do? You can, of course, join a gym and use the treadmill, elliptical, or stationary bike. Maybe you have some of this equipment in your house already. That's great. And now here's another idea, and maybe it sounds silly, but dancing in your living room. Select enough songs that will keep you going for 30 minutes. Now if you're way out of shape, go for 10 minutes at first, and then 15 minutes, and then keep adding songs and minutes. Dance like no one's watching. 
I used to dance with my kids in the kitchen when they were little. I loved it and so did they. Maybe you like riding your bicycle outside or swimming. You know, you get the idea, but, but most importantly, just choose something fun, something you will look forward to doing. You can even buy new workout clothes or shoes, or you can save those to buy as a reward for yourself, like if you reach a goal of, let's say, exercising five days a week for a month. Just get moving. Okay, as I end this segment, remember that you don't have to accept inheriting certain diseases from your parents. You can change that today by getting plenty of phytonutrients. Remember to add protein into your diet every day, and you also need to get exercise. Even mowing the lawn counts as being active. All of these things you can start doing today. You just have to decide to do it, make a plan, and start. As I've said before, starting is the hardest part. And one last thing, I have a Facebook page set up called Throw Out the Trash, and it's a page where you can post your victories and struggles and be part of a community to help you along your journey. We all need some support sometimes. Okay, now, stay tuned for my next segment, Mountain Adventures. It's never easy living completely off-grid in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho, but is it worth it? It sure is. My husband and I own and operate a cattle ranch, and although it's hard work, it's also very rewarding. Sometimes the rewards come from seeing wild animals, from elk, deer, bobcats, and even mountain lions. But besides the usual animals that we get to see, sometimes we see animals that are unique or rarely seen. One such animal is the fox. We rarely see them, and usually it's a red fox, if we do get to see them. Actually, I thought all foxes were red. That's how often we see them. So I was surprised the other day when I was driving up the two-mile dirt road that leads to our ranch, and I saw a fox. And I was even more surprised that it was dark, like a very dark gray. It was so beautiful. It was so dark, and then the white tip on its bushy tail really stood out. It didn't seem scared of me, but as I drove my jeep closer, it ran into the trees. I did manage to get a picture, but I, oh, I wished I would have been closer. So when I got home, I researched foxes and was surprised again that red foxes can actually be different colors, like dark gray, black, to even silver, or brown, or red and brown. Foxes are excellent hunters and very sneaky and clever. Their favorite meals are rodents, like mice, and they like rabbits and squirrels, too. Unfortunately, they'll rob a chicken coop if given the chance. They have great vision both at night and during the day, and then they sleep during the day and hunt at night, and maybe that's why we don't see them very often. They're very athletic, and they can run up to 30 miles per hour. And some other fun facts about foxes is the male fox is called a dog fox, and the females are called vixens, and the babies are called cubs or pups. They live in dens in the ground or in old trees. Now one female fox is the boss, and she's the only one in her area that has babies, and then the other adults help raise her young. And I think it's neat that they stay together as a family until they venture out onto their own. But I did feel lucky that day to see the dark-colored fox, especially since they sleep during the day. But I hope I get to see it again, and this time I'll get better pictures. There was another time I had a chance to see a fox up close, and this time way too personal. I was in my Jeep again and had just came through a gate and had closed it behind me. I had gotten back in the Jeep and was about to leave, when a fox came out of the bushes and started to walk right in front of the jeep. 
I had my phone, so I started taking a video of it. I just love their tails. This fox was actually red, but he was thinner and he looked pretty hungry. Apparently he knew I was filming him and he must have been annoyed by it, because just as he got right in front of the jeep, he stopped, squatted, and he went poo. Well, how do you like that? I couldn't believe it. How rude. And then he turned around and walked back into the bushes. Unbelievable. I decided I'd just bring out the best in animals, I guess. Speaking of bringing out the best in animals, apparently I do the same thing with wild turkeys. We have over a hundred wild turkeys that roam all over our ranch. It's quite a sight to see them roost in the trees at night. When the sun starts setting, they make their ways to the trees, and they like our aspen trees for some reason. And they'll sit at the very top of the tree, and once in a while they'll get spooked, usually by me and my camera, and they'll make this huge noise and fly away to another tree. And that always annoys me. All the noise is unnecessary. I wouldn't hurt them for anything. Which they probably don't know that, but they do see me every day, so you would think they would be used to me. Anyway, these turkeys, they traipse around my yard, picking at the grass, looking for seeds or berries, because we do have quite a few serviceberry trees. And they'll pick at the grass, leaves, grasshoppers, slugs, worms, spiders, and even snakes. Oh, maybe they are good. They also pick at sand and gravel in our driveway, which helps them with their digestion. During the winter, my husband Nick feeds them barley, because our winters can get so brutal, and then the turkeys can get pretty hungry. They also like to hang around our feed yard where Nick feeds the cows all winter, and they'll pick around in the straw, which usually has kernels of grain in it. They're not too afraid of us because they'll stand right outside our door, gobbling and carrying on. And during mating season, oh gosh, the male turkeys or the toms, they'll strut around puffing up their feathers, doing a courtship dance around the female. Oh my gosh, really? Now I know it's part of nature, but do I really have to see this? Of course, the female plays hard to get, but eventually she'll see a tom she likes. But she's not very loyal because she'll mate with just about everyone. <laughs> They're sure interesting creatures, that's for sure. I do get perturbed sometimes because they act like I am invading their space. Oh, really? And I think to show me their disapproval of my presence, they go and poop on my sidewalk. Of course they do. Everything poops in front of me. Oh, brother. But, hey... They kill snakes, so, well, there's never a dull moment at the Enbaro Ranch. Remember this, when you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. Get to know Him. I promise you won't be disappointed. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor His ear heavy, that it cannot hear. Isaiah 59.1 See you next time.